You want regenerative, sustainable, you know, all the buzzwords? Well, y'all got it. Crew, let's ranch it up. Good day, everyone, and thanks for riding with us on this all-new episode, episode number 116, by the way, of the Ranch It Up radio show. I'm Jeff Tigger Earhart. And I'm Rebecca Warner, a.k.a. Beck. A big thank you goes out to our partners, the Green Acres Foundation. We're going to hear from them in just a few minutes. Wassum Red Angus, Jungle Shorthorn Farm, Pharmatan and Imogene Ingredients, the Tri-State Livestock News, Westway Feed Products, Allied Genetic Resources, Livestock Market, Equine Market, and AuctionTime.com, RFD TV, the Cowboy Channel, and Wrangler. Beck and I very excited to tell you that we are getting ever so close to launching our new program. Mm -hmm. We were teasing at the end of last year, and it was requested by you, the listeners, that said, we want some more on this, and we want lots of it. So we are getting ever so close. Mm-hmm. to launch a new program or or in addition to I was just going to so say close. essentially you you're at requesting added information we're, re- we're expanding the yes, operation you're gonna hear from us more and more how, yeah how lucky are y'all <laughs> with that one so we know first mm-hmm. you will know second and we are very very glad to be able to bring in uh, marty Rop and the crew from allied genetic resources mm-hmm. back in we're going to be hearing from them each and every week especially now that we're going into bull sale season Marty is going to help us dissect a lot of this information, make it very palatable and understandable for each and every one of us. And how many bow sale catalogs have we received already? I mean, the stack is... Do you really even want to go there? I'm surprised you did. But I got to say, it is wonderful in a lot of ways receiving all of these catalogs because first off, all of you are always in our thoughts and our prayers, but it gives us a second to step back and really reflect on your operation. Right. Second of all... See how you've expanded and changed. Exactly. See what you are doing that is new or different or staying the same. It really is enjoyable to go through all of these every year. And we are so thankful for all of our partners here on the Ranch It Up radio show, bringing that information each and every week. Our Way Up Sale Barn Report is the one y'all been waiting for. Takes us to Billings, Montana, the Diamond Ring Market Report. For more information, go to northernlivestockvideo.com for their market report. I'm just going to say this. If you have hair or not, this is just going to blow them back, right? Um, Go there for more information. I'm going to try to recap. I'm just pulling some different consigners out, and these are consigners from North and South Dakota, Montana, Wyoming, Kansas, Nebraska, Colorado, and these are big, big, big bunches. I'm talking hundreds from individual consigners. Listen to this. I'm going to start on the steer side where I normally do. Are you ready for this? Are you all sitting down? Pull the truck over. Five thirty-five weight steers from one consigner. This is a couple hundred head. Two forty-seven and a half. It get it gets wilder. Listen to this crew. Um, Six eighty-five weight steers. Here is uh, four four hundred and fifty head of them. Six eighty-five weight steers from one consigner coming in at two eleven seven and a half weight steers. Two thirteen. Here is uh, some eight ten weight steers. A dollar eighty-eight, eight fifty weight steers, a dollar eighty-five, nine weight steers, a dollar eighty-two, all from one consigner. Here's a big swath of nine twenty-five weights, nine and a quarter weight steers, five hundred and ten head actually of nine twenty-five weights coming in at dollar seventy-eight. Here is two hundred and forty thousand fifty weight steers, Montana origin, 
$1.73 and a half. Did you hear that? Man, I tell you what, this thing is incredible. Again, for more information, go to Northern Livestock Video. Dot com And not as a wingdinger if there ever was one, and we're going to be going more in-depth each and every week. We've got new stuff that's coming out here from the Ranch It Up radio show each and every week into what cattle are selling for and those bull sales, those sales reports, right, that y'all love to hear. We're going to be going more in-depth with those as well. Well, now coming up, words like regenerative, right, sustainable, those buzzwords that are getting so big. Well, let's learn what can be practical and can be applied. And we're going to Cincinnati. You got it. We're going to Cincinnati for this one. Some more of the Ranch It Up Radio show is coming up when we come back. Travis Wolf here with Clear Springs Cattle Company. All are invited to the annual Bread for Balance sale on February 10th in Starbuck, Minnesota. We will be offering 200 head of premium Simmental and Simangus Genetics, 130 yearling bulls and 70 females. Bulls carry a three-year breeding soundness warranty, and cost share trucking is available on all cattle. If you're in the market for profitable beef genetics that can move your herd in the right direction, check out breadforbalance.com and be sure to join us on February 10th in Starbucks. Every week we hear from one of our great partners with updates, info, schedules, reports, and everything in between when it comes to buying and selling livestock and hay online and private treaty. Livestockmarket.com on Facebook, too. Vitelli is a precision livestock company that has set out to solve what we call the Triple Challenge. And the Triple Challenge is really the combination of the need for more protein, coupled with doing it in a more sustainable production practice, doing it in a way that producers can make money. How to get healthier calves and more dollars in your pocket using Pharmatan. Coxidia control, and then excellent with that transition to solid feed and seeing their weights really hold up as they put cattle through their weaning ration. I'm a geneingredients.com, home of Pharmatan. It's not every day that you find something so natural that works. Green Acres Angus genetics are just that. Medium frame cattle that perform on a 100% grass-fed and finished diet. Head to green-acres.org. The Ranch It Up Radio Show as much information as we can pack into a 30-minute program. Now, sustainability on all levels, it's not an easy task, being able to control as many of the aspects as possible in production while keeping costs down and then doing it year in and year out, doing it again and again and again. It's just that simple, right? Now, for this story, we head just 20 minutes north of Cincinnati, Ohio, and home of Green Acres. We've heard their ads run here the last couple of months. Now, it was founded, Green Acres now, it was founded in 1988 by Louis and Louise Nippert. And the sole purpose is to be a nonprofit education and research farm. But this goes so much deeper in terms of sustainability and that education and research. Very, very practical information and very valuable information. I am joined by Director of Agriculture Michael Cox and Director of Research Chad Bittler. Gentlemen, welcome to the Ranch It Up radio show. Chad, let's start with you. I gave a brief 30,000-foot view of what Green Acres is. Share with me just a tick more, and then we will get into how the practices that you're using we can apply in just about any situation. The entire mission of the organization is based on um, you know some of their beliefs and 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 some of the things that they really prioritized, which was sustainable agriculture, um, education, and the arts. So that so that in the environment. So that that was 
essentially what we are founded under, and that's still the mission that we we're here to support today. And is that a a mission of teaching and education and introducing others others, excuse me, to said practices? It is, and and that even starts. Um, you know, we we see roughly about thirty thousand kids come through here every year from um, you know anywhere from rural communities to to urban communities, and it's just getting them to the farm and getting them exposed to uh, not only woodlands and um, you know different types of habitats in our woodlands and and prairies and all these other things, but agriculture as well, so they know how food is produced, where it comes from, help them understand how really agriculture can also be done as a conservation practice. Now, Michael, Chad was mentioning uh, some different things of some sustainable agricultural practices. Let's dive down the rabbit hole a little bit with this. What are some of those practices that that you're working on specifically and that you're focusing, giving the resources that you all have there at Green Acres? Um, so I guess the main focus of the farm is that everything we produce on the livestock side is grass-fed and grass-finished all the way through. Um, so we don't feed any grains to our cattle or sheep operations. Um, the focus is just growing as much high-quality pasture and getting that into efficient grazing genetic animals um, and bringing them all the way through to slaughter. That's not an easy thing to do to be able to put together those genetics that can do it efficiently right because you said the word was sustainability so that means we got to be able to do it this year and then again next year and then again next year and the year after exactly yeah um i suppose one of the big benefits of our area is that we're located in the fescue belt so we have a region and a climate um that's able to grow a lot of a lot of grass and a lot of forage um but yeah as you mentioned like we need to be able to do this year in year out and as all farmers and ranchers know the cost of production is the biggest driver of profitability on a farm. Um, so being able to produce homegrown feed as cheaply as possible is going to keep costs down, which allows you room then um, to be able to generate a profit. So for us on the grazing systems, um, being able to grow high quality forage on farm and not have to rely on market prices of purchasing in commodity grains and feedstuffs, um, that sort of insulates us on the cost side of things um, to be able to produce product be it like lamb or, or beef um at a relatively low cost i guess on the on the grazing genetic side of it is very important too because not every type of animal is going to perform um in this sort of environment um, and in this sort of forage intake system so it's definitely crucial um to have the right type of animal the right grazing genetics um that are bred to to handle these conditions and to be able to perform off this forage. So for us on the beef side of things, like our, our mature cow weight is in around 1,000, 1,100 pounds. Um, and that's the correct size of, of good quality pedigree Angus and grazing genetics that are able to, to handle the weather and handle the forage here. So when you're starting to talk about those those dollars and cents that are going in, those those uh, expenses, some fixed and some not, and working from that side of the equation, I guess the, the equation that we're talking about is, you know, rate times productivity equals profit. So let me just ask you and put you on the spot, Michael, are you able to accomplish those goals of finishing said livestock on a high roughage diet and being able to maintain a profit in other words i'm saying is it working for you yeah it's working for us here in this situation definitely 
Um, we're quite fortunate here at the farm that we're able to sell and market all product off farm. Um, so we have a farm store that's able to handle all the all the beef, lamb, pork, uh, poultry products, all our veg production as well. Um, so everything that's generated and produced on farm is able to be sold um, and we control the, the marketing side of it as well. But I guess at scale, um, I definitely believe that grazing and grazing genetics, it is possible to still be a, a commodity producer at scale as well. Um, so my background previously in Missouri was on large scale grass fed dairy production. Um, and we were competing with all the larger confinement dairy systems. Mm-hmm. So our milk was going directly to DFA. Um, it was just getting a, a like a base commodity class three price. But the focus um, for us was on growing as much grass as possible and control the cost element of the equation. And once you're able to control costs, um, you're not as worried then on the, the price on the income side because you have enough margin there to, to protect you. Chad, I'm going to come back to you and I'm going to pick on you here a little bit because I want to dive down the rabbit hole a little bit more in terms of the research that uh, that, that goes with the uh, finishing livestock, especially on a high roughage diet. I mean, we got to have the roughage. So let's talk a little bit more <laughs> about the the research that you've done into the roughage itself, the native warm season grasses that you're working with there, and, and how you're utilizing them to be able to finish said livestock on that high roughage diet. And as Michael just answered for me, where I said, "Are you hitting that goal? And are you making any money?" And Michael says. By golly, yes, we are. So let's talk about that component that goes into it, those native warm season grasses. Interestingly enough, we came at, we came at the, uh, the solution of native warm season grasses from the other side of the spectrum. We were originally interested in them for their environmental and wildlife benefits. Once we started looking into them, we were like, well, holy moly, these things are excellent forages as well. So we wound up partnering with a a guy down at University of Tennessee, his name's Dr. Pat Kaiser, and he's really one of the uh, the world's foremost experts on on some of these native warm season grasses. And so we started experimenting with, um, you know, how can we establish these these native warm seasons, which we know are native to this area. In particular, we were looking at big blue stem Indian grass and little blue stem as kind of our three main forages. Once we got them established, what kind of benefits would they bring to us on the production side? So, you know, Michael would mention that, you know, we're we're not exactly in the heart of the fescue belt, but we're definitely on the northern perimeter of it. So we've got plenty of fescue here to compete with. Um, but those who graze fescue know it's really great in the spring, pretty diagonal good in the fall, and in the summer, it's a mess. Mm-hmm. Right. So, you know we refer to it as the summer slump. Um, so they start going backwards. If we're continuously trying to put weight on our animals um, to get them to slaughter as quickly as possible, we had to find ways to fill that summer slump. And the way we were doing it prior to establishing these native warm season grasses, we were going into either areas that we had overwintered in the prior year or pastures that needed some sort of renovation. And we were going in with um, native warm, or I'm sorry, warm season annuals. So mainly your sorghums, your, um, your millets, um, you know, some, some forage peas, uh, it's still trying to put in diverse mixes, but 
focusing more on those C4 grasses that were annuals. When you're planting annuals every year, you have your seed costs, you have your tractors co- tractor costs, you have all these different costs tied into that. Well, the benefit of, of planting these native, native warm season perennials is, well, we're removing a lot of those costs every year. Now we've got a good forage base that when we start hitting that summer slump, we can pull them off of the fescue and put them on to, you know, these forages that are highly nutritious and they're hitting their peak right when the fescue is starting to go backwards. And then once the native warm seasons start to go backwards, well, now we have the fescue starting to come back on again in the fall. Mm. So we've got that even um, nutritional plane across our entire season now. And the other benefit of it is now it allows us to stockpile fescue so we can graze into December, January, February, because we're not on it in the summer. Michael Cox and Chad Mittler with Green Acres, thank you so much for the time. Now, we're going to talk more with them because we go even deeper down the rabbit hole because, as I said, these are practical applications that each and every one of us can look at and can try. So we go more and more and more down the rabbit hole and even find out some dollars in cents. So you're going to want to keep it tuned right here to the Ranch It Up radio show in the next few weeks to come. Well, shoot, you just want to keep it tuned in all the time, right? Now, for additional information, just head to green-acres.org.org for more information. You can check them out on Facebook, the Green Acres Foundation. There is so much more to this story, as I said, specifics that I want to get to about their grass-finished cattle, the carcass quality, dollar amounts, so much more to profit in this thing. Now, feel free to send me any of those questions that you may have, and I will certainly pass them along to to Michael and Chad. You can get a hold of us anytime, ranchitupshow at gmail.com, and you can call and text 24-7 at 707-RANCH-20. That's 707-726-2420. Kirk and the Numbers is up. The Ranch It Up radio show will be back after this. Wassum Red Angus, one of the diamonds in the rough in the Red Angus business. Join us Thursday, February 16th at the Wick Sale Facility in Richardson, North Dakota. Catalogs online at wassumredangus.com and on Facebook. Powerful, profitable, and practical Red Angus cattle. You know the way they should be. Neogen, the partner you need. Some of our best products and improvements come from producers. And if they've got an idea on maybe how we can help, we'd like to hear what they have to say. Contact us directly. Go to neogen.com. We're more than happy to help. Neogen, the partner you now have. Nutrition does not need to be difficult or overwhelming or complicated at all. Keep things simple with Westway Feed Products. Cow-calf, dairy, feedlots, equine, and custom if you need. You can count on Westway. Westwayfeed.com. Cattle market reports to various news stories. The Tri-State Livestock News covers it all. Check us out at tsln.com. Subscriptions or advertising, call Tracy Hawk at 406-951-3211. The Tri-State Livestock News, what ranchers read. Before you purchase your next set of bulls or females, remember this. The seed stock business is about genetic improvement and customer service. Allied Genetic Resources understands this as well as anyone. Marty Ropp with Allied. That's our charges as seed stock producers is people look at us and you've got to make genetics that work better for us. We see that charge, we understand that charge, and we're going to use all the tools we can to get there. Allied Genetic Resources, where the mission is commercial customer success, period. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
Welcome back, everyone, to the Ranch It Up radio show. It's that time of day when we check in with Kirk Donsbach, Stonex Financial Incorporated, to recap the numbers of last week to see what they looked like. First and foremost, if this is your first time hanging out with us here at the Ranch It Up radio show, you can text the word cattle. C-A-T-T-L-E-2, the number 33777. That's how you get onto Kirk's free newsletter that comes out each and every week. So what we kind of do is we summarize that newsletter. Kirk goes into much more details, of course, and that is the first way to get that form of communication going. It has Kirk's email address on there, so if you have specific questions, you can reach out to him. So with that, Kirk, how you doing, my friend, and what are the numbers looking like? I'm doing very well this morning, Tigger. I hope you are also. As of Friday, January 13th, March feeders closed at 182.80. That's down $2.77.5. Largely, that downward pressure was on a positive corn market that we'll touch on here in a second. The CME feeder index closed at 182.03. That's up $1.57 on a week-over-week basis, leaving the basis at a positive $0.78, which is a very normalized difference between the cash and futures market. February live cattle closed at 157.85. That's up a dollar seven and a half. With cash trading 156 in the south and 157 to 158 in the north, that is slightly weaker. With the five area weighted average down 26 cents at 157.61. Our basis versus February futures is negative 11 and a half cents. So a normalized basis with futures and cash almost exactly the same. The weekly slaughter came in at a very large 661,000. That's up 98,000 versus last week and 43,000 higher than this week last year. Choice boxes printed 278.43, down $4.56 on the week, with a spread narrowing for the second week to $20.39. I mentioned last week that we'll want to keep an eye on that spread to see if it narrows up much more. $20 is still a very historically large spread, but we have without a doubt, narrowed, which may indicate that consumers are switching to the cheaper cuts of meat. Estimated spot packer margins are $140, so we don't have to worry about the packer margin with boxes this high. To wrap this up, March corn closed the week at $6.75 and three quarters, up 22 and a half cents on the week. This all came on a Thursday bullish WASDE report that decreased production 200 million bushels, but also decreased exports by 150 million bushels. Hey all, Mark Van V with equinemarket.com. Coming up this Wednesday, January 25th, we have a monthly online horse auction. Bidding opens at just $100, no reserves, all horses will sell. Some of the horses to tell you about, Maple, she's a sorrel appendix mare, she's 10 years old, she'll lead, load, and stand tight. She'll stand to be saddled quietly. She's more go than woe, so she needs an experienced rider. She's good for the farrier. This mare is foaled in the past with healthy babies. She's currently open for your choice. She'll sell grade from Sigmund Ranch. Then I've got a 2017 black quarter horse gelding. He's a very strong, competitive, athletic horse. Very friendly and gentle around other horses. He's got Corona Cartel on his top side. We'd love to see him progress into the barrel horse racing. He was raised on the ranch and taken to a lot of local events, so he's experienced in that kind of atmosphere. That's from Sandoval Horses in Corpus Christi, Texas. And then we've got a beautiful 2016 Palomino quarter horse mare. She's a flashy trail mare, green but gentle, very broke in the face with a soft mouth, trail ride broodmare sound. 
She could be used as a performance horse, but she's got a lot of life on the trails, making somebody a very nice companion horse. Although she's selling his grade, she does have Dash for Cash and some other cow blood in her, and that's from CKC Ranch in Cleveland, Texas. Bidding opens at just $100. It's currently live, but all the horses will sell the morning of Wednesday, January 25th. Got a horse to sell? Regular online horse auctions, fourth Wednesday of every month on equinemarket.com and auctiontime.com. I tip my hat to you from one legend to another. Before we go, a big tip of the hat goes out to those champions that were slapped in Denver and in Oklahoma City. Let me put it this way, folks. Tigger has been showing me, let's be honest, probably every few minutes with showing me updates via social media, whether it was Facebook or Instagram, who had just won which division. Depends a three in the heifers. Mm-hmm. Come on, I was excited. I did not want you to miss out on one single breed, one single champion, because look at how many of our friends were, and you got excited where you were like, oh, so-and-so, you know, got champion bull calf, or so-and-so got pens of three, or something like that. So see, I was just, you know, trying to keep you up on our friends. Absolutely. Well, there you go. A big tip of the hat, not just to the breeders, the winners, and the handlers, but also all volunteers. those volunteers. I'm going to say volunteers. Yes, worked too, right? hard to put on two very successful livestock shows. And now that's going to wrap it up for today. A big thanks from our crew to yours, Michael Cox and Chad Bittler with the Green Acres Foundation, Mark Vanzi with LivestockMarket.com, Kirk Donsbach, Stonex Financial Incorporated, and of course to you, boss lady, appreciate you. A big thank you to our partners, Green Acres Foundation, Wassum Red Angus, Jungle Shorthorn Farm, Farmitan and Imogene Ingredients, the Tri-State Livestock News, the Farmer and Rancher Exchange, and the Fence Post, Westway Feed Products, Allied Genetic Resources, LivestockMarket.com, EquineMarket.com, AuctionTime.com, RFD TV, The Cowboy Channel, and Wrangler. And crew, so glad y'all came with us one more time as we ranch it up, and I believe that this is time number 116, 116 times that y'all have come with us. Be sure to like and follow us on social media at Ranch It Up Show. We have a number of updates and a lot of information in between episode to episode. So follow us along at Ranch It Up Show. Our email is ranchitupshow at gmail.com. The phone number, call and text us 24-7, 707-R-A-N-C-H-2-0. That's 707-RANCH-20-707-726-2420. Spread the good word and join us again next week where it's always Tigger approved. Stay ranchy and ranch it up.